Let's turn the Word of God to Psalm 7. Psalm 7. And we'll read the whole Psalm 16. Whoops, sorry, 17 verses. Psalm 7. Psalm 7, verses 1 through 17. <coughs> Say this. O Lord my God, in Thee do I put my trust. <coughs> Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces while there is none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, Yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy. <laughs> let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay my honor in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger. Lift up thyself because of the rage of mine enemies and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation of the people compass thee about. For their sakes, therefore, return thou on high. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. O let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God trieth the hearts and reins. My defense is of God, which saveth the upright in heart. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword. He hath bent his bow and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instruments of death. He ordaineth his arrows against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity and hath conceived mischief and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit and digged it and has fallen into the ditch which he made. His mischief shall return upon his own head and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, again, Lord, we just uh, uh, thank you, uh, dear Lord, for these uh, good songs that we can sing. Lord, just to remind us how good you are. And Lord, uh, just to get our uh, hearts and minds uh, uh, focused on you. Lord, we just want to keep our eyes upon uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. We just want to, Lord, live beholding the Lamb of God. And Lord, live in a conscious awareness uh, of thy presence, God, and what you desire to do in our life. And Lord, just continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of thee. And Lord, uh, just uh, be students of the word of God and show ourselves uh, ourselves approved. Lord, I thank you for each one to be, that's faithful to be here tonight and faithful to listen in. Lord, just bless them, encourage them uh, through thy word. And uh, Lord, whatever they need uh, tonight, Lord, I pray you uh, give it to them. And Lord, thank you for the truth, Lord, that just uh, <clears throat> one day we'll be on the other side. And Lord, just uh, one glimpse, uh, dear God, when we're in your presence. And so Lord, help us just keep fighting the fight. Stay in the battle, and Lord, uh, just keep marching on as faithful soldiers of the cross. Lord, again, uh, uh, touch people physically, spiritually. Again, we think of those that uh, are in need of uh, jobs. Lord, I pray, Lord, uh, you're the dot connector, and I pray you'd connect those uh, dots and, and make the connections for them. And, uh, dear Lord God, that they can get what they uh, uh, need. Lord, you said, if, if a man uh, doesn't work, neither should he eat. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Uh, that uh, uh, people, uh, we have people that are not lazy, Lord. They want to, they want, they want to work. They want to be productive. They want to take care of their families. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, uh, bless them uh, in that. And uh, Lord, again, Lord, we just yield ourselves to you afresh. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. 
You know, as we uh, as we think about uh, life, and of course, uh, you know, barn uh, the the major tragic events of life, relationship issues, right? <laughs> relationship issues, and uh, just maneuvering through the landmine, I guess you will, sometimes of dealing with people throughout life is among some of the greatest, you know, burdens of life. Just uh, dealing with uh, relationships and things that happen between you and other uh, people, right? You might agree with that, right? Can I get a can I, can I get a witness? Can I can I get an amen and all that? I mean, uh, uh, let's be honest. Some people are just jerks, amen. I speak the truth in love. I mean, that's just you know. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I said it. And it's true, amen. I'm just going to be honest about it, right? So you know, David sure had his issues with people throughout his life, right? We saw certainly see that whether it was a, a family. Right? Whether an issue with a brother, I mean, even uh, when he, he just wanted to go take him lunch, you know, say, hey, I think I'm just going to go uh, take my brother's lunch, right? And, uh, and uh, they get on to him. And of course, Saul, as we're going to see here tonight, and then later even his own children. So, of course, this psalm is during his time of dealing uh, with Saul, which uh, several of them are. And of course, uh, just a little background on that, which you know, of course, uh, Saul's disobedience uh, resulted in uh, envy and jealousy. Uh, towards David, right? The woman would get out there and sing, oh, uh, Saul uh, slain his thousands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, but David uh, slayed his ten thousands. Hey, 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 hold on a second here, right? And so uh, he got a little jealous there. And of course, we know that uh, Saul uh, attempted to kill David with a javelin and even tried to get his own son uh, <laughs> to turn on David. And of course, we know David uh, fled and he had several, you know, hundred men that fled with him. But then uh, Saul chased him down uh, with uh, at least 3,000 people at times and maybe more. And then uh, we see David was falsely accused, falsely accused. Have you ever been falsely accused of something? You ever been falsely accused? Um, I mean, I know, you know, people said things, you know, in the ministry, man, oh, man, yes, it's hard to believe uh, that people that are, you know, in the ministry and uh, uh, your uh, lovely brethren, that uh, they do things like that. But the reality is uh, there's people like that. And so, uh, you know, and the people have, uh, uh, you know, told or thought things about you that just were untrue. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, as we'll see in these verses and as these verses teach us, you know, I realized a long time ago, uh, my job, again, is not to make sure that uh, everyone uh, likes me, even though it'd be nice or ever has the right relationship with me, even though it'd be nice. But uh, uh, and that would make life easier if we could do that, but that we need to focus and make sure our relationship towards uh, them is right. But I've learned once I know I've done my best and uh, with an honest and pure heart, done everything possible, that I just need to let go and let God handle that. And we see that uh, uh, that's what uh, David does in this psalm. Notice what he says in verse 10. He makes this statement, my defense is of God. My defense is of God. And so he's decided that he's not going to try and defend himself. He's not going to ask others to defend him. He rested his case in the hands of God and just turned it over to the Lord, which, of course, is the right thing to do. And, of course, uh, uh, Saul's pursuing him, and Saul had enlisted a lot of men to try and chase him down. And beside uh, uh, Saul being envious of David, uh, some people had slandered David. So we've all done wrong, right? We know we've done wrong. We've made mistakes, 
But uh, despite that, uh, even when we try to do right, we've been falsely accused or blamed for something for which we're not guilty. And uh, maybe we made that effort to clear, uh, clear our name. But like I said, you know, some people, it's amazing that somebody can lie on you and somebody can do something with you. And then you go and say, well, hey, you know, what's going on here? Let's see if we can get this thing straightened out. And man, they just, you know, uh, uh, slam the door in your face or they try to avoid you or whatever. And you just, man, you wonder what's going on in that person's heart, person's mind uh, that they would, that they would uh, do such a thing. And this is what David uh, dealt with. But he made the decision that he was just going to let go and let uh, let go and let God uh, take care of it for him on his behalf. So notice in uh, verse one, notice how this psalm starts off. It says, it says here in uh, seven, verse one, it says, O Lord, notice the capitalization uh, 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 there, right? And that means that, listen, it's talking about Jehovah. David Right before he even complains, he's going to complain here a little bit and talk about what's going on in his life. He was uh, he was being tracked down like a uh, uh, hounded down like a like a dog, and before he even uh, gets into his complaint, the first thing he does is cry out to Jehovah God, which is of course the God of the covenant, and remind him, God, you're the God of the covenant. Amen. You've got a covenant with Israel, but not only do you have a covenant with Israel, you've got a covenant with me. Hey, hey uh, I, I, he had a personal covenant with him. I'm glad that, hey, I'm glad God's got a covenant with the church, if you will. Amen. But I'm glad that he's got a personal covenant with me uh, as, as well on that personal uh, uh, basis. So in verse one, David says he's trusting in God and he asks the Lord to deliver him from those that persecute him. You know, it's impossible to live again and not have problems with people and to be misunderstood by people at times. Often, though, uh, uh, listen, we know we learn that we can't always trust people. But a lot of times our main problem is as Christians and believers is learning to trust the Lord during that time and our unwillingness or inability either to trust God in that situation. But once we truly put our faith in the Lord and leave our defense, defense in his hands, we can rest in our minds and hearts no matter what others might do or say. David didn't say, hey, listen, uh, Saul's coming after me. Well, I'm going to try and uh, match him and uh, see if I can get up some weapons and I'm just going to uh, try and go toe to toe with him. Nope. He said, I'm going to turn this thing over to the Lord. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, uh, we want to uh, try and get out there and and do things in our own wisdom and, and, and power. And uh, if we do, a lot of times we make, uh, can make the situation, uh, the situation worse. So in verses 1 and 2, uh, David uh, makes his complaint here to the Lord. He says, in thee do I put, he says, in this do I put my trust, save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me, lest he tear my soul like a lion, rending it in pieces while there is none to deliver Lord, I can't handle this myself. You're going to handle it, have to handle it for me. But notice what he, he, he does here in verses 30 through 5. He, said, he says, listen, he said, Lord, this is my situation. But you know what? Even in this situation, even though he knows he's been wrong, he's willing to search out his own heart. 
verses 3 through 5. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. Verse 4, the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. His ways are, whoops, sorry, I'm going to read. I'm reading chapter 10. I keep fitting out this page here. I'm like, that's chapter 10. Verses 3 through 5 and 7. Sorry about that. Oh, Lord, my God, look at this. If I have done this, if there be iniquity in my hands, if I have rewarded evil unto him that was at peace with me, yea, I have delivered him that without cause is mine enemy, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it. Lord, if, I've, if I'm the one that's wrong here, Lord, I'm willing to search my heart in this situation. Lord, if, I've, if, 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 if uh, I'm not afraid to search my heart. And listen, when you're in a situation, right, even though you think and are pretty sure you've done right, don't be afraid to search your own heart and say, God, listen, if, if I'm wrong in this situation, if, if I've erred or there's something that I haven't seen in my actions, Lord, make it known to me. I mean, if you want to do right in the situation, don't be afraid to search your own heart. Don't get caught up on that person. Well, I mean, look at Saul and, and somebody lied about me. And boy, you, 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 you just focus on that. You're going to get all worked up. So the best thing you know, you can't do anything about them, but I can do something about me. And so, Lord, if there's an area in my life, well, hey, you know, you say, well, they're 90% wrong. Well, then you know what that means? You can at least correct the situation 10%. <laughs> right? Remember that when you're in a relationship, you know, it, 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 and chances are even a lot. I know sometimes people really just do things. But even in, in, in other situations in relationships, hey, maybe the other person is more at fault. Maybe if you want to say they're 70%, you're only 30%. Well, you can't do nothing about their 70%. But hey, if you'll work on yourself, well, then at least the situation becomes 30% better. The relationship can become at least 30% uh, uh, better. And so David, even though uh, he knew that Saul turned on him, even though that he knew somebody had uh, slandered him, he was humble enough to search his own heart uh, in the situation. I mean, I, I think about uh, years ago when I was uh, working with some missionaries and something happened and, and I got hurt really bad. And I mean, as far as I knew, I was, I was, I was completely uh, innocent. You know, uh, somebody had lied and said all these things. And I even tried to go to the person and they slammed the door in my face and, and everything. You know what I did? Man, I, I went back and man, I tried, to, I tried to seek God. And I said, Lord, I mean, you know, please, man, if, if there's anything... And I wasn't afraid to search my heart. And in a situation like that, no matter what happens in the relationship, you should never be afraid, one, to search your own heart and make sure just double check. Amen. It says, notice verse four. He even said this, without a cause. He said, Lord, as far as I know, they have no cause to be doing this towards me. But Lord, just in case, listen, I'm willing to let you reveal uh, something to me. And so notice once in a situation, listen, if you know that to your best ability, you've done right and you don't be afraid, though, to just make sure and be willing to search your own heart in the situation and then even go a step further. Look what he does next in verses six through eight. Arise, O Lord, in thine anger, lift up thyself because of the rage of my enemies and awake for me to the judgment that thou hast commanded. So shall the congregation, the people compass thee about for their sakes. Therefore, return thou on high. And then he says, verse 8, the Lord shall judge the people. And then look what he says here. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the mine integrity that is in me. As far as he know, again, he had done right. But listen, 
in this situation, hey, I'm willing, I want to do right. I want to get it right. I want to be right. So one, I'm not afraid to search my own heart. Two, I'm not afraid to go to the next level and say, Lord, hey man, you know, right? You know things about my heart. You were there. You saw everything. And Lord, I'm asking, I'm even to go to step not on search my own heart, but I'm willing to ask you to search my heart. And Lord, if there's something that I need to be convicted about, if there's something I need to do about, Lord, please uh, be willing, amen, and do they. I'm not afraid to search my own heart. I'm not afraid to ask God uh, to search my heart because I want to be right in this situation. And so he says in verse, in verse 9, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just, for the righteous God trieth the hearts and reigns. And said, Lord, I know you'll do the right thing concerning them. You'll do the right thing concerning me. And so, Lord, I can say my defense is of God. Lord, I'm willing to turn this completely over to your hands and take my hands off of it and trust you in this situation. Lord, I'm resting in you. Why? He could do that because... He knew the principle that whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. <laughs> right? That's a Bible principle. That's a Bible principle. And so he was willing to turn it over to the Lord and put it in God's hands. Lord, I'm putting this in your hands. And of course, that's exactly what Christ did when he was unjustly persecuted. First Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 23 say this talking about the Lord. And so what David did was very Christ-like. And of course, he's a type of Christ. 1 Peter 2, 21 through 23 says this, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So he's an example there, but he's also the example of how he handled the situation when people did, when he wrongly suffered. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But what did he do? But committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. And that's what Jesus said. He said, hey, my defense is of God or my defense is of the Father, right? He trusted him. And just like David did here, it says, Christ committed himself to him that judges righteously. And he was our example. So when we're unjustly persecuted, when uh, people do things against us that we aren't right, what's the best thing to do? Commit ourselves like David did and even our Savior did to him that judges righteously. That word commit means this. To deliver over to the charge of. God, you are now in charge of this relationship. God, you are now in charge of this situation in my life. I'm committed to you. Lord, I delivered over to your charge. It also is this, to deliver to the care or kindness of someone. I like that, to entrust. So I give you this thought. You can trust God's care and kindness in that situation. So go ahead and put everything into his charge and entrust him with the situation. In this sense, we're talking about relationships with that relationship that uh, he, you can trust him with it and he'll do the right thing. But as we look here, we, David knew that, hey, listen, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And just like we read in Galatians 6, 7 through 9, be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. 
For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Hey, Saul, he's sowing to the flesh. He got out of the will of God. Uh, he's not doing right. And what's he going to do? He's going to reap the consequences of that God. And then the other half says this, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Well, when it, well-doing includes trusting the Lord with the difficulties of my relationship with others. That's part of well-doing, amen, in trusting Him. When I have difficulties, when I've been mistreated, when I've been slandered, and people have done wrong against me, and I've tried to correct that, and I can't, I can turn it over to the Lord and entrust Him with that situation, that these things will come upon uh, their head. And we see this in these verses. Not only do we all sow, but we all reap. We not only reap what we sow, we reap more than we sow. To really believe that people are going to reap what they sow is an expression of faith in God. The Lord deals with His children about what they are sowing because He knows they are going to reap what they sow. And so David said uh, he, can trust, he can trust God with what's happening in Saul's life. And he's going to reap what he sows. And by David trusting God, he's going to reap the benefits of that as well. And we see that in verses 11 through 16. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. If he turn not, he will wet his sword, and hath bent his bow, and made it ready. He hath also prepared for him the instructions of death. He ordaineth his arrow against the persecutors. Behold, he travaileth with iniquity, and hath conceived mischief, and brought forth falsehood. He made a pit, and he digged it. Notice verse 15. He made a pit, and he digged it, and what? He's fallen into the ditch which he made. He is going to reap what he sowed. Look at verse 16. Emphasizes that his mischief shall return upon his own head, and his violent dealing shall come down upon his own pate. Notice that statement. It will come upon his own head and upon his own pate. That word pate means the entire person in the figurative expression from the sole of one's foot to the, to the top of his head, he is going to pay the price for the life that he has chosen to live. And so, uh, again, he's sowing to the flesh, he's going to reap that. And David, he's sowing to the spirit, so he's going to reap the benefits of trusting God. In other words, what the wicked are doing will finally come to an end, but the just will be established. The wicked are going one way, and the just are going the other. For the righteous God trieth the hearts and reins. Many people think they can live any way they please without consequences, but no, that's not true. They're going to face the consequences. Again, we saw here in verses 11 through 16, the wicked are going to have to deal with, that, with everything at the hands of a holy God, and they will reap what they sow. This principle is true for all of us. And so, listen, uh, uh, even as a believer, you get out there, right, and you, 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 you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap the consequences of that. So David, he ends, look at this, he, he put his trust in the Lord. He said, listen, uh, I, uh, I, it isn't my fault the way this relationship turned out with Saul. 
Amen. People have uh, slandered me. I've done everything I can to get it right, yet he persecutes me. And so, Lord, I put it into your hands, and I trust you with this situation. And he said, he's going to reap what he sowed, and I'll reap the benefits of my, what I sowed of trust in the Lord. And so look how he's able to end the, 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 this psalm. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord of the Most High. So by resting in the Lord and knowing that uh, Saul's going to reap what he sowed, David was able to end with rejoicing in the Lord. David is still being sought after, and in the midst of of it, he rejoices, saying in verse 17, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord of the Most High. Why? Not because of what the Lord has simply done, but he's praising him because of who he is. David said, because of who God is, I know what he is going to do. I trust his person and I know that he will do what is proper. That is living by faith. If we are going to live the Christian life, the Bible speaks of, we must live a life that learns, amen, to rest in the Lord and praise the Lord no matter what's going on in our life. For God, Praise God for who he is, knowing that he's going to do right even though the answer, again, has not come yet. So let us praise God for who he is and knowing that he hears and answers our prayer. So David concludes, though I've been persecuted, though I might face peril, I can still have peace knowing my defense is of God. So despite whatever be my case, I lean on him and he's worthy of my praise. So what do we learn from this psalm? There will be times in life when we're falsely accused and many of you, right, have already dealt with that. And, uh, Sorry to tell you, young people, it's just getting started. Amen. But listen, begin to learn to trust the Lord now. There'll be times when we're falsely accused, but we must rest our case in the hands of God. You know, uh, actually, uh, at the end of um, August here, I was supposed to go uh, uh, preach a, a missions day for a friend of mine. But he called me up the other day and said, hey, Jeff, uh, I'm going to have to cancel uh, uh, our, our missions day this month. He said, he said my, uh, I think it was his youth director, he said my youth director uh, stabbed me in the back and turned uh, a bunch of the church against me. I had, to, I had to resign from my church. I mean, and uh, I thought, wow. Uh, this was, yeah, he used to be a missionary friend of mine in uh, Bulgaria. He took a pastor uh, near pastor Fort Bragg, and he's been there uh, well as long as I've been here, so, uh, seven years. And uh, he's the one that uh, well, he's the one that had a heart attack recently. That my wife and I just went up and visited. And boy, when I was there, he you know he's he's bragging about the the church, and I even met his youth director. And you know, however, uh, everybody and boy, and then just a few weeks later, he's called me up, you know, with a with a, a broken heart about what happened to him. And so these things are going to happen in life. But you know what? He had a good spirit about it. So well, what are you going to do? He said, well, hey, uh, you know, I know the Lord's in control. And despite what happened in this relationship, I know my relationship. So you can't control this relationship. But as long as you keep this relationship, amen, this relationship will help you get through these relationships. Uh, remember that. That's what David's saying. Hey, you have a problem with this relationship? Amen. Have God uh, deal with it as you focus on this relationship. So again, a lot of times our real problem is not with people, even though it seems that way, but 
our willingness to trust Lord and work on our relationship with him to help us deal with our relationship with others. So find rest that only comes by placing your faith in God, turning it over to his hands, resting in his care and his kindness. And be reminded of the principle that we will certainly reap what we sow. I think about, you know, uh, uh, the people that have done things against me. And you know what? A lot of them, I still pray for them to this day. I still pray for them uh, to this day. They're still on my prayer list. And uh, years later, when I, was, when I was back in Bulgaria, every time I heard that they, you know, I lived in Varna when I first went to Bulgaria, but I lived in Sofia when we went back. Every time I heard that they were in Sofia, right, I tried to contact them, see if I could uh, do anything, uh, do anything uh, to help them and uh, try to uh, continue to be uh, uh, a blessing to them. So I realized, listen, that, that's in, in, in God's hands. Turn it over to him. So rejoice in who God is, knowing that he will hear and answer, amen, your prayer. So uh, despite the persecution, you can still have peace, amen, as you, as you turn it over to God and take your hands off of it and put it in, in his hands. And as the Lord did, commit it unto him again. Word means to deliver over the charge. Lord, I'm not in charge of this situation. Lord, you're in charge of this situation. Lord, I rest in your care and kindness uh, for me. And Lord, whatever decisions they make, they're going to reap. But Lord, I've made my decision to trust you and keep my eyes on you. You can trust his care and kindness and go ahead and put everything into his charge and entrust him with the situation. Let's pray.